Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Episode 248, Simple Money, Rich Life with Bob and Linda Lodick. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And today we are talking about simplicity in finances, something that we absolutely love with some good friends of ours. Mm. Keeping it uncomplicated is what we love. Anytime we can clear the fluff, the better. And Bob and Linda are perfect people to talk to about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is going to be a really good episode. Some really high level stuff. So just like the idea of practicing money with simplicity, but also really practical stuff that you can implement today, um, including a one category budget that I'm kind of obsessed with. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Have not heard this concept on our show before, although it won't be out of nowhere either. So keep listening in for more of that. Mm -hmm. But first our sponsors. Two episodes a week. Most of life is complicated. We're keeping it simple. Y'all already know this. We're doing two episodes a week. We got nothing else to sell to you other than just keep tuning in Tuesday, Friday, Tuesday, Friday. Keep it going. Keep it simple. Keep it, keep it fresh. Keep it fun. Keep it frugal. Keep it friends. If you're not happy, email us and we'll give you a refund. (laughs) (laughs) The zero dollars you invested will send right back to you. Yeah, I like saying that behind the scenes, but I thought I'd give it a try on the air and uh, I like it just as much. Yeah, it made me uncomfortable. (laughs) And that's how you know it's good. Yeah. Uh, So this is this is an episode not just about simplicity, but also about um, generosity and purpose. Uh, And so if you love the idea of those things, then a few other episodes you can queue up to play after this. Um, Our episode with Jordan Grummet about money and life lessons from a hospice doctor, um, episode 227. That one's really, really great. Um, Jordan is amazing. And then episode 221, Your Generosity, Purpose, and Eternal Economy with Derek Kinney. We talk a little bit about Derek in the interview because our there's so much alignment with what we're all doing. And both Bob and Linda and Derek are 
all amazing people. So we love to have amazing people on and introduce you to amazing people that are doing amazing things. Uh, So if you like that, just subscribe to the podcast and keep listening to all two episodes every week. Two episodes a week, baby. And sometimes we're on YouTube. Yeah. But let's get into the interview. Yeah. So um, Bob and Linda Lodick are the founders of SeedTime.com, and they're the hosts of the Seed Time Money podcast. Um, And they have been doing this. Bob specifically is a... um, a personal finance coach who's been doing, who's been coaching people and writing about personal finance for about 15 years. Um, and so they do it mostly in the um, Christian and faith-based space, uh, but all of their wisdom flows over to no matter um, what faith you practice. And they are amazing givers. They are amazing savers, amazing earners. Just You'll hear what I mean by all of this in the interview, but They have amassed, Bob has amassed all of his lessons of um, learning personal finance and coaching it for the past 15 years into his new book, Simple Money, Rich Life. And you will hear like little wisdom nuggets from his wife, Linda, throughout the book who um, they describe her. He's like a certified personal finance finance coach and she's a certified um, money spender. And so you'll hear... um, her wisdom throughout the book as well, making sure the book remains attainable no matter how much uh, background you have in personal finance. So uh, we had a really great interview with them and we are so excited to share it with you. Mm, Let's do it. Bob, Linda, welcome to the Frugal Friends podcast. We briefed you slightly, and uh, I think that we've sufficiently freaked you out for uh, how intense today is going to be. So uh, glad that you're still on the call. We're still here. We're excited to dive in. We're looking forward to all the (laughs) curveballs you can throw. Yeah, It's it's not just curveballs. It's yelling. It's but it, it'll be fun. It'll be I'm fun a, along the way. It's mostly yelling. It's, it's mostly I get yelling. yelled at all day by three kids, so I'm I'm prepared. I feel ready. Good. Oh, perfect. Those <laughs> kids kids are good for something, right? Yeah. They are. <laughs> all right. So let's jump in. I you there's so much we could talk to you guys about, but. Um, thankfully, you've distilled so much of it into um, your new book, Simple Money, Rich Life, that we have a good guide for where we want to go. Um, but I would really love to know, like, so the the personal finance space, especially in like the Christian literature field, it's kind of saturated. So like, why did you write Simple Money, Rich Life and how is it different from what's already out there? Yeah, I think for us, our approach is, uh, while it's saturated, I think our approach is different mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Uh, we lead with a grace-filled approach, yeah. I think, towards money that, um, you know, isn't always seen. And Yeah, in some ways, this book is written to Bob, you know, 15 years ago. And in some ways, it's written to me 15 years ago. And me being someone who has absolutely no introduction into finance and not knowing anything about it. Like we have it super simple so that I can understand it because there's so many people and people have made it so complicated for so long that people like me, like a young girl in her twenties, I was like, Oh, I'm just not smart enough to figure this out. 
And that's just not true. It's not accurate. And so Bob kind of has walked me through so much (laughs) that I just was like, I didn't know I needed to know this. And I'm like, it, it feels like people who don't like money books or who don't read money books can get a lot out of this and not feel stupid the whole time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, so that's part of it, but the simplicity component, it's not elementary, but it is right. simple. You know, I think it was Einstein who said like, if you can't explain it simple, you don't understand it well enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so like, it's a little mm-hmm. an accusation to a lot of the, you know, highbrow personal finance stuff that's out Ooh. there. But, but anyway, so that's part of it. And then the other part is just, you know, God's just done a really crazy thing in our lives. And we want an opportunity to share our journey as an inspiration to other people mm-hmm. of, you know, how when you he gets involved in your finances, it becomes a game changer, a yeah. very, very different thing. Yeah. It is unfortunate what you're saying that there's not much out there that is simple and full of grace and that lack of shame piece. You would hope that you would find that in what Mm -hmm. has become maybe a complicated topic or an overwhelming topic. So I'm so glad that you're in this space and especially coming from the perspective of what would I have wanted to know 15 years ago? I think that's a great place for any educator, influencer, person in, in any expert space to to say, well, what would have been helpful for me 15 years ago? And let's start there. Those are the resources that I want. Yeah, Mm because I mean, we're not exempt. Like we were the ones that it was like, we were stumbling around trying to figure this out. And we were absolute messes. Absolute messes. So it's like, and I think a lot of people fall into that category. I think it's very rare to find someone whose parents taught them how to manage their money growing up or, you know, found it from another resource. And so if we were in that and the majority falls into that, why would be, why would we be ashamed or making people feel ashamed of themselves for not ever learning something (laughs) and they're trying to learn it as an adult? (laughs) Like, why should we be, why why should we feel weird about it? Why don't we just go, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm just going to learn about this. It's like everything else, you know? Yep. And ultimately, we're all drawn to simplicity, no matter where we found ourselves in Mm -hmm. our understanding or knowledge, we all end up either beginning or coming back to this point of, okay, let's just simplify it. So to that point, obviously, that's that's the main part of your title, simple money, rich life. And and to speak to specifically that simple part, you outlined this four-part formula that you use to in order to find financial freedom. Can you walk us through that? formula? Yeah. So it, it comes from a uh, John Wesley, old preacher from a couple hundred years ago. He had this quote that I've always loved where he said, I earn as much money as I can, which is pretty funny hearing a preacher say that like intentionally, mm-hmm. I earn as much money mm-hmm. as I can. But the reason he did that, he goes on to say, I save or I reduce my expenses as much as I can. And I do both of those things so that I can give as much as I can. And so he saw his purpose on earth as, you know, th- uh, through speaking and writing, like his two natural gifts that he had, he could impact the world through those. But then as he earned money from those, he could take that money and then again, impact the world again in another way. And I don't know, it's always, always resonated with me. And um, that kind of became the foundation of the book. And so we broke the book up into four different parts. So we have this section all dedicated to earning and using your God-given talents to uh, advance your career, advance your business, help and serve people better. And typically the money follows that. And the other part, um, 
really like the frugality component, the reducing expenses, the um, spending money wisely, all of this part becomes the safe part. Then we just talked about how we've grown to love giving and it's become one of our favorite things Mm -hmm. that we do when we both kind of came from, uh, I think, having a background of having bad influences in terms of giving and having lots of negative experiences. Yeah. So we've learned to make that fun. And then the fourth part is about enjoying it, enjoying the money that we have, enjoying spending, not feeling guilty about it. Yeah. And just enjoying, enjoying all these earning, The process of earning money and then enjoying giving too. Yeah. That's amazing. It reminds me, we had Derek Kinney on a few yeah. months ago I and love Derek. also kind of, yeah, kind of, of like, I wasn't super familiar with him, but like, opened my eyes to the joy of like earning to give Mm -hmm. and like earning to Mm -hmm. kind of further whatever your passions are. So like you may not have as much time in your adult life as you did when you were in your like late teens, early 20s, but you can just channel that and you can still have like these passions and these desires to to influence and give back. Uh, but you can do it in a different way, a way that's more appropriate for where you are in life. And that can make earning enjoyable. And I just, yeah. I, I love that you're reiter- like reiterating that concept in this like fresh way too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love well, Derek. He's a good guy. We, um, yeah, we, we have a whole, a whole lot in common of what we're trying to communicate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It aligns so much with what we talk about as well related to frugality in that being a good steward of all of our resources. And that yeah. good stewardship doesn't just mean being stingy. It never means that, actually. <laughs> uh, hoarding or just doing something because it's cheap, but stewarding it well. And a lot of times that means investing our time, energy, resources wisely for generosity, for enjoyment, for our own futures. And when we do it well, none of those need to be neglected. And and I love that message of what you're saying. It's not just so that I can just give to everybody else and I can come across as a martyr, or it's not just so that I can live my best life, or it's not just so that I can hoard all this money. It's these collective goals that can happen simultaneously as I grow my skill set and focus on earning more so that I can invest more. You know, you quote John West, Wesley, I think it was Spider-Man's father who said, with with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sweet girl. It was his uncle. It was his uncle. Oh, oh man. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. I've got you, fellow nerds. I'm here for you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> his father figure who was his yeah, uncle. Yeah, it was his father figure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no matter who said it, it's this message of invest well. If you've been given Mm -hmm. something, a skill set, money, all of it, be a good steward of it and and see how we can give back and enjoy life. I love those things simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's kind of this, there's two sides of this where it's like either you just work, 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 and you just are miserable and you just get it done and do the thing that you're supposed to do. Or there's this side of like, well, I just don't feel like it, so I'm not going to do it type of thing. And really, I feel like both are completely out of balance. And I, it's a, it's an invitation from the Lord saying, Hey, I've given you these things that come easy to you that are, that come more difficulty or with more difficulty to others. And you can take those things and use them to bless others, have fun while you're doing it, enjoy it. And it's, 
It's you're actually giving to others. And I don't know why it's so hard to see it that way. I think, you know, my upbringing, I remember my dad was like, you're just going to work. You're going to work, 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 you know, and it, it caused me to go, well, I just don't feel like it. I don't want to. So I would pull away from that. Whereas it's neither of those. Like there's something in the middle of God going, hey, we, do you want to join me in doing this thing that you really enjoy that this other person doesn't and will bless them a ton, you know? Yeah. yeah and I think mm-hmm. ultimately there's a balance here that I, I love that I think we've discovered financially that um, the proper place of giving, the proper place of spending time earning, you know, the, the, just the balance of all this stuff. There's a, there's a sweet spot, you know, if I give a Venn diagram, like right in the middle where you can have this really balanced, healthy life and really enjoy life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're after, yeah. you know? Yeah, I love something f- like in the radical middle. Yeah, <laughs> we, exactly. we say the radical middle all the time because everyone lives in these extremes of yeah. work, 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 or like don't work at all, yellow. But there, I mean, life is in the middle. It's yep. and people that doesn't go viral on on Instagram <laughs> or TikTok. The radical middle does not go viral. Yeah. Um, but it's where the joy is. Yep. It's where the sustainable joy is. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Well, it's standing out to me that that is where the less complicated lifestyle exists, where there's the convergence of what I enjoy with what the need is around me, where my need and skill set kind like all these different points that are converging in that Venn diagram that you're describing, that shaded area. And I think life can get more complicated when we are doing the things that are not joyful or within our skill set. And and aren't producing the money, but you're kind of encouraging mm-hmm. us to find this joy-filled, purposeful point that is life-giving, earns us money, and provides to those around us. Yeah. I mean, gosh, yes, if we could all find that, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's the goal, you know, and, and we talk about this in the book, but like this isn't like for me, this took many years to get out of being in a job that I hated that was soul sucking and it was just terrible. This <laughs> right. wasn't a, oh, I'm going to do that. And then tomorrow everything's perfect. It took me a long time. And, and I think it takes a lot of people a long time. But mm-hmm. but I guess my encouragement is for anybody in that situation, like it's worth the fight. Yeah. Like, don't, don't stop mm-hmm. trying. Um, mm-hmm. Because even though it might take a long time, um, it's worth it when you get into that spot. Like I remember another Einstein quote, he said, uh, and I, I love this. This has stuck with me so long. He said, when you judge a fish by his ability to climb a tree, um, or if you judge a fish by his ability to climb a tree, he'll spend his whole life thinking that he's stupid. And and I think we have so much of that going on in our society where we're all uniquely gifted to do different things, but we have a system, whatever education system or work system or whatever, that tries to fit us all into these square holes or these round holes or whatever. And, and there's something really unique and special about when you get in line with your natural gifts and use them where it's just like, mm-hmm. everything just starts amplifying. It's like you're on roller skates going downhill with the wind at your back, you know, yeah. versus trying to climb a tree as a fish, you know, or whatever the analogy is. And so that's what I, I'm encouraging people just to continue to chase after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause that is the hardest part. I think I, I am. And I have a f- several friends and, and one husband who are currently trying to figure out what is that yeah. for me like now, because it can change too. Yeah. 
And so it's really hard and it's not something that can be done overnight. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of reflection, intentional reflection Mm -hmm. to figure out like what what are my skills and gifts? What are the ones that I enjoy doing? What are the ones that can make me money? Or maybe if I don't think they can make me money, how can I get creative and brainstorm? So this is like a a process that I think even if you're not actively looking for new work, that it's it's very much worth always being aware of in yourself for the day when it comes that maybe your desires do change because yeah. that's happens to so many people I know too. Like we're I'm getting to this like point in my life where friends are like switching careers and it, it was not because the one they chose, or maybe it was, I don't know, maybe they made a wrong decision, but like, I think for the most part, it's not because they made a wrong decision. It's just because they've grown and they've, yeah, I don't want to say like evolved, but like just changed yeah. Yeah. As, as we all do. So yeah, it's it's definitely a novel idea to do what you love and get paid for it, but it's an idea that takes work and I I think we're all like living proof that if you do the work, you can find that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean and, and we all know that there's never been a better time in the history of the world to be able to do that, yeah. to be able to take your mm-hmm. unique passion and turn it into an income. Like I was just on a YouTube channel the other day, I was our toil was messed up and I was trying to like YouTube how to fix the thing or whatever. Found some dude who's a plumber who had 6 million YouTube subscribers. <laughs> and I was, and I was talking to somebody else about him. I'm like, listen, 6 million YouTube subscribers, even decent ads on there. I promise you this guy's making way more from making YouTube videos than he is from his plumbing profession, you know? And, and so it's like, there's so many different ways. And I think that's, what's exciting mm-hmm. because 50 years ago, we didn't have this many options. It's like you mm-hmm. could have a gifting to do something and it's like, well, that's great. And you can still use it to serve people, but you're probably not going to make money from it. And, um, and so I'm excited about the time that we live in just that again, while it's not easy, while, um, yeah, it's not a simple path or a really simple thing to do. Uh, it is worth chasing, you know? Yeah. And I know you talk more about this in your book, like how to find your way and like the digital, online making money space. But there's something else in the book that I want you to expound on. Can you tell us about the one category budget? Yeah. Because that sounds great. Yeah. So <laughs> sounds controversial. And we love controversial. Oh, I'm, sure. I'm sure absolutely anything budgeting related is controversial. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. 
I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features, but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. Yeah, so this was birthed out of uh, really me just kind of studying the 80-20 principle. You know, so if anybody doesn't know this whole idea that 20% of the result or 80% of the results are driven from 20% of the work. And so you'll find this everywhere, all throughout business. So like if you go to Amazon's website, they will find that 80% of the revenues are generated from 20% of their products. There, there, I remember reading a gym owner who um, kind of concluded that basically 80% of the results you get in the gym are done or received from 20% of the time actually spent exercising. And so I began looking through all this in our students. Um, and I was wondering, I wonder if this idea, this concept would apply to budgeting. Anyway, ended up finding that same kind of pattern where basically 80% of the money that we can save by budgeting can be attributed back to one or two categories for most people. And so out of that, because, you know, like you guys have probably encountered a lot of people who are like, I don't want to budget. I'm not going to budget, blah, blah, blah. I'm just never going to do it, blah, blah. You know, they think it's too complicated, things too hard, all these different things. And so we decided to start talking to those people like, all right, what if we just had one category that you had to budget? And what if we told you to get 80% of the results just from doing this one category and people's eyes perked up and everybody's interested, you know, it's like, yes, I want 80% of the results with just 20% of the work. And so, uh, so that's how this was born. And essentially what it involves is just identifying um, what that one category is that you typically overspend on or that you struggle to rein in your spending. And, you know, it's no surprise that for most people, it's food related, but it also might be hobby related. It might be whatever. If we're making Amazon.com its own category, like it could be that. Um, for partiers, it might be buying alcohol on the weekends, like whatever the thing is. But, but where's that one category where you just have a hard time reining it in? You're like, I want to spend $300 a month on this, but every month it's 500 and then identifying that and then putting walls in place um, in order to keep you from doing that. Mm-hmm. And so we can dive into that. You want me to get into the nuts and bolts? Mm. Yes. Okay. Sure. yes. If Great. you will Tell divulge. Us how to... <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Yes. Uh, we're, we're here to share. We're here to share. <laughs> yeah. There's lots of good in the book, but we're here to share. We're not going to hold anything back. I'm, I'm here to hear. Yeah, yeah. nuts so... and bolts. Pull out the power tools. Let's get to <laughs> <All> work. <right. laughs> so... We'll use grocery savings or grocery as an example. So, and this is probably our one category. This, like if, yeah, this is a tough I think one. Generally, for us. 
And so let's just use an example. Say that we decide or we realize, all right, groceries is our one category struggling on. And we say, all right, we want to spend $500 a month on groceries. We think that's realistic, but we keep finding that we're spending six, $700 because we just go over because we just don't have any walls in place. And so there's a couple different options of how we can handle this. So one option would be literally go to the grocery store at the beginning of the month when we get paid, buy a $500 gift card as soon as we get paid. And that's all we buy groceries with for the entire month. Like that's the only way we do it. And once it's out, it's out. Yeah. And it's like, and so having a little bit of a wall to bump up against versus just the credit card where there's no wall and we just, you know, keep on spending. Mm -hmm. Another option would be for the cash lovers. It could be the same thing. Like literally go take out $500 cash, a la the envelope system, throw it in your wallet. And that's the only way that you buy groceries. And another uh, approach, which I think is what we tend to opt towards is actually opening a separate checking account and again, specifically for the purposes of buying groceries. And so, and you could do this by literally getting a separate debit card account, right? Groceries on it or whatever. And that's the only card that you use to buy groceries. And so, obviously, this cannot 100% prevent you from spending more than that. But it's amazing how these little walls, uh, just that little amount of friction that you put in place, can slow you down and just force you to hit the brakes mm-hmm. and help you get closer to that goal of what you're shooting for. Mm, and force you to consider how how can I stay within these boundary lines, these yep. these bumpers yep. when I'm when I'm bowling for my groceries. <laughs> yeah. And we did this like in the beginning of our marriage, we had forty five dollars a week <laughs> to feed the two of us. And it was like, OK, we how are skinny. we going to do this? But we <laughs> we put our grocery we did our grocery grocery budget on a separate debit card. Yeah. And that was how we bought things. And then it was like once it's gone, we either have to figure out where else it's going to come from, you know, or, or... fast for a couple of days. <laughs> fast. Hey, we can, there we can go. live for a full week without it. Yeah. And what is it? One week without water, two weeks without food. Yeah. Intermittent fasting. It's like a real diet yep. yeah. uh, that people do. <laughs> I love the gift card idea mm-hmm. doing like maybe the different weeks on gift cards. It's mm-hmm. definitely, I've never been a like, Never been a fan, at least for myself, of like the cash system, just because I don't like carrying so much cash. Yeah. But the gift card seems like a really great alternative to really give yourself a hard stop. And like the great thing about these, these like, like barriers and these walls is that you can like lower them over time once you build a habit of like getting, once you get better, you could like, Okay, you're not getting the gift cards every week. You're doing it on the debit card or mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Which is so it's great. Yeah, I was just gonna say the thing that I this is particularly helpful for someone who doesn't have any budget, has no desire to budget. I tried budgeting before, I hate that. Like it's just a good on ramp. It's easy, mm-hmm. yeah. it's quick, and it's like and once you start seeing results. Like you start saving two hundred dollars a month by doing this, you're like, All right, okay, I see there's something here. Maybe I can take the next step in, you know. Although I am a huge fan of budgeting, but I never was. Before I married Bob, I was like, this is stupid. It's not going to work. You're trying to put me in a box and tell me what to do. So if you have a problem budgeting, you come talk to me. I will 100% convince you that this is the best way to live. I really like, I really am like, this is, this is life changing and so, so good. When done right. I when done, what right. a good yeah. guarantee, mm-hmm. Linda. You're gonna have a lot of people come in your way. Convince Come on, them our way. they want, yeah, they want your, <laughs> Send them a your DM guarantee. On Instagram. Yeah. We'll chat. 
We're for real. Well, yeah. I love it because I think what you're describing is getting at some of the root of the budgeting issues. It's not as if by having a one category budget, you're saying you're not paying all the other bills. It's just that usually that's not necessarily what people struggle with. It's the discretionary categories, yep. but not just finding the little petty categories, but the big ones, where is your biggest issue, which aligns a lot with, I know Jen talks a lot about the one thing, having one goal at a time. So focusing on the biggest barrier and how to overcome some of the difficulties that you're facing with some very real tangible tools, which does make it sound so simple Mm -hmm. versus, okay, sit down and do this, this, and that. You need to have 25 different categories. And, And maybe that works for some people. But if it's not, then here you go. Here's a really simple pathway of what's your biggest Mm -hmm. issue. Let's focus on that. We don't have to worry about the rest of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which, which is so hard. Like that was me. I started with the 25 categories and the big old budget, and then I could just never stick to it. Mm -hmm. And to hear something like, I wish I had heard about the one category budget when I was starting out because there's so much freedom in that. It's not saying we're disregarding everything. It's saying that we're working on the, the, the biggest stressor, the biggest struggle. We're just going to work, we're going to work on that one first. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to worry about the ones that are caught, like that are costing you a little less than that. And then a little less than that one. There's so much freedom in that. Well, and that word you just said, the biggest stressor, like that is one of the reasons I love having a budget is because I do not feel stressed out anymore. I was stressed out all the time. And now I'm like, I know exactly what's what I, and I can, I can just see everything so clearly that I'm not stressed out anymore. I mean, it's just, it's, it's the greatest thing. So for the people who are listening right now and experiencing this kind of epiphany of, yeah, simplicity is the way to go. And I want that. And I want to find this purpose-filled thing I can put my hands to that might produce some generosity. What are some of the first steps someone could take in designing that life, experiencing that reality? Yeah. So the step that I think comes before this one category budget for like, I'll preface this by saying I've spent a lot of time around money nerds and I just didn't think that this was a thing. I just thought all I thought everyone did this just like brushing your teeth or whatever. But I've come to realize that's not the case. And this that this that I'm referring to is actually paying attention to where your money's going. Okay. And so what I mean by that is there's so many people now I've come to understand who just spend money and don't know where it's going. Like, and it just like every single month, some money comes in, money goes out. It's like, I don't really know until I can't pay my credit card at the end of the month. It's like, oh shoot, you know, mm-hmm. and that kind of like chaotic money lifestyle, which is so foreign to me. But, you know, so the first step out of that- to me. I totally get it. <laughs> the first step out of that <laughs> is paying attention. Okay. And so this is the, uh, if you've ever been to um, nutritionist and they say, start a food journal and write down every single thing that you eat. And I've done this before. And it, literally, as soon as you start writing it down, you start eating better. <laughs> you don't have to try to eat better. You just automatically eat better because you're writing it down and you're paying attention to what you're putting in your body. And 
it's the exact same thing with our money, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, we have to be paying attention to where it's going, you know, so you can do this, write down everything you spend, like plenty of us have done those exercises in the past, and it works like you spend less money where you're writing everything down. But for people who don't want to write everything down, like, because I, I'm not someone who wants to do that. Like there are tools like mint.com or personal capital that you can use in a way where you can actually identify, you know, in about 10 minutes time, go in and plug in some information, 10 minutes time, you can see exactly where your money has gone for the last three months. And you can quickly identify because so many people think, oh, I, I spend $500 on groceries every month. Like they think that, but they have no idea. And then they get in there and they find out it's $750 every single month. It's yeah. like, man, I hear this over and over and over and over mm-hmm. again. And uh, and so that'll and help you. throwing food away. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like just the whole mindset is like they don't understand where it's going. And then they start putting the pieces together. And yeah. what, what I love about it is it just it gives you information. Because if you're like, well, that's actually just not going to change. I'm just not willing to change that part of my lifestyle. Then it's just good information to have. Okay, so then maybe I should look at other things. And how can I make the allowance for that to be my lifestyle? You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And one example mm-hmm. of this, we were working with a couple kind of in a coaching capacity. And they said, um, a really, really dire situation. They were ready to move out of their house because things are just too tight and they couldn't afford the home that they were in. And so they were talking to us as kind of a last ditch thing of we need to move out of our house. Do you have any ideas? And so I had them do this exercise of literally going, I think it was personal capital, went and signed up there to confirm what they suspected or what they were telling me. Because I asked them, I'm like, how much do you guys spend eating out each month? And they said $200, about $200 every month. They went and did this exercise and I sent them an email two weeks later and they said, well, we were kind of wrong. We actually spend $800 a month eating out. And I'm like, that's such great information because now you can decide, like if you really want to eat out that bad, like you can do that, but you need to move. Or if you just want to eat at home a little bit more, like you can probably stay in your house. And so it was so empowering Mm -hmm. for them to actually know what was happening. And so that's what I think so many people are missing out on. Yes. I am so glad that you said that because it's not a, it's not a like, there's not one right way to do it. If you value eating out or if you value something and you want to keep spending on it, like there's no like shame in Uh that. Having the information is just meant to empower you. It's not meant to shame you. Yeah, totally. But it does empower you to make the informed decision. Mm -hmm. So like, maybe I'm a foodie and I enjoy my food, but I don't need as, as big of an apartment. I can downsize. Like, there's no shame or guilt in that. That's a beautiful realization. And you're making values-based choices. Like, Mm -hmm. but we're, we're like conditioned to think there's one right way Mm -hmm. to do it. And it's always cutting your eating out budget, or it's always cutting clothes or yada, yada, whatever. But Yeah. yeah, no, I'm very, I'm so glad that you like, you positioned it that way. Cause I think it does make people nervous to like, check what they're spending because they think then they have to change it like completely. Well, I love that as a first step too, because like you're highlighting, it's very possible that we could assume we know what the biggest issue is and where we need to cut spending. And we could be totally Mm -hmm. off. Like in this example, Mm -hmm. they almost moved because they thought housing was the thing that was the biggest barrier. And in reality, it was, it was eating out. So before we jump to that very awesome, simple one category budget, we've got to know, you've got to be aware, take inventory to then actually know where's the most acute pain point that you actually want to rein in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
Speaking of no one right way, a variety of ways to make something real good, enjoyable, relevant. Yeah. I am really pretty biased on this way, though. The, the Bill, Bill of, of the, the Week! That's right! It's time for the best minute of your entire week! Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the bill of the week. I told you we would yell at you, but it, w- it wouldn't be at you. It would just be in your direction. <laughs> So, Bob and Linda, every week we invite um, either our listeners or our guests to share with us their Bill of the Week. And um, you've had about a half hour to come up with yours. And we would love to hear what you've come up with. I got a bill. Go. Do you mean to go? Yep. So, Bill, uh, I'm going to give you the full backstory on this. Oh, wow. There, yes. I had a millionaire mentor who was a guitar teacher of mine, um, jazz guitar teacher who taught me how to play jazz guitar. And I, and he just did this. He was a retired school teacher, um, but he retired a multimillionaire, didn't start investing until he was nearly 40. And he was teaching me guitar lessons just for fun because he liked doing it. And I remember asking him, how'd you get so wealthy? Like, what did you do? Like, I don't, how do I learn this? You know, cause I was young twenties and really curious. And, and he's like, all right, well, I'll take you aside. I'll show you everything. I'll teach you everything. So he went ahead and just, um, took me aside and just told me everything that he did had done and how he had succeeded financially. And I'm like, this is really, really interesting. Two things he said outside of the investing thing. Cause I learned a whole lot about investing from him, but two things he said were really interesting. He said, most Americans destroy their financial future with basically two categories. Um, One is eating out and the other one is the amount of money that we spend on cars or transportation as a whole. And he said, if most Americans just cut back in those two areas, they could easily retire millionaires. And that that always stuck with me. You know, I've always kept that in mind. But anyway, wrapping all this up, his name isn't actually Bill, but I refer to him as Bill quite often because... Um, yeah, I refer to him as Bill in the book. I refer to him as Bill anytime I'm talking publicly about him because um, he's kind of a private guy. And so I don't want to give out his real name. <laughs> I love he's that. your literal Bill. You so created you yes. Bill. Yep. Oh, my God. Who created you. Oh, man. What a <laughs> yeah. cycle. Wow. So meta. Deep in here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Awesome. What that a combo. Bill, the fictitious Bill, millionaire mentor, taught you to play jazz guitar and spoke about eating out and transportation. (laughs) So many elements to this one. Uh It was a complex bill. I and you came up with it so quickly. I had it as soon as you said Bill. It was ready to go. Man, hilarious! I respect that. (laughs) And 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 Bill is in the book. And Bill is in the book now. Uh, Got to read. He's tied it up with a nice little bow and everything. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we got a wow. we got a tip in there. We've got a book <laughs> reference. We got budget America's budget killers. Oh, thanks Bill. 
<laughs> Golly. Oh. What a good one. We didn't know what we were in for, but you do know that the actual bills, people named Bill or bills based on people are our favorites. So they are. You, you really, go. you really hit hit it there. If you all listening want to submit your bill, if it's about someone whose name is not Bill at you, but you've named them Bill to protect their identity <laughs> or, you know, anything else related to Bill, visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash Bill. Leave us your bill. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features, but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. Nerd Wallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards, a free flight, a room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. And now it's time for... We make our own sound effects on this show. Low budget. I love it. <laughs> Values-based so, spending, and it's not yeah. on the sound effects. Not on sound effects. <laughs> it's Except on the neon Christian signs. We'll add sound effects. <laughs> all right. So in the lightning round, we all get a, a bit vulnerable. Um, we've got one question, Ooh. and we will all answer it in okay. turns. So... Bob and Linda, what is the worst money advice you've ever heard? Ooh. I got I got a really good one. Okay. okay. I so. knew you I thought you would. <laughs> so it's really funny. So it's I'll try to tell the story as quickly as possible. It's not exactly lightning. Anyway, so I'm in the sauna <laughs> at my gym. I know you're gonna tell three this or one. four months ago. It's just the best I've ever heard. The best bad advice. <laughs> I'm in the oh, sauna. Oh, you don't have to speed it up. Let's okay. you tell it. Okay. Sauna advice is. I'm in the sauna. Salacious <laughs> advice. Uh, and I'm in there, and anybody who's been in a sauna, or at least guys' saunas, uh, you get in there, and it's kind of like an elevator. It's like, all right, do we talk or do we just sit in here in silence, even though we're close to each other and sweating and like, what, what do we do? Type of thing. So I'm sitting in there. Uh, there was a guy in there and we we're both kind of doing that. Like, let's just be quiet, look at our phones, not talk, whatever. And and as I'm sitting there next to him, he just starts like grunting, like, yeah, oh, yeah, you know, like one of these. It's literally just me and him inside this little box. And so I'm like, he definitely wants my attention. Um, so I'll bite. Okay. 
What's going on? Okay, what are you so already, excited about? Like this tells you the type of person he is, right? Yeah. I'm so it's everything I want. Normally when story. I want attention, I just grunt. Yeah. 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 So he's yeah, just he's I get it. grunting, high fiving himself more or less. And so I'm like, all right, what's going on? What are you so excited about? He's like, oh, I just made $500 in two minutes. And I'm like, okay, great. Tell me more. Like, you know, I'm just kind of like going along with it. And he anyway tells me how he's got some day trading thing or whatever. And he's just making money, whatever, hand over fist instantly or something. And actually, for anybody who's really interested, this was during the whole um, GameStop thing. For anybody who's following all that um Mm -hmm. and uh so it was during that whole thing so that's the first part and then as we're sitting there young kid comes in so this guy i don't know he's probably in his 30s or something then a young kid comes in probably young 20s so now it's the three of us sitting in there and somehow my grunting friend and then this young kid started kind of talking and grunting guy asked the kid what do you do for work He's like, oh, well, I deliver pizzas or something, trying to pay off a whole bunch of debt. And the guy says, oh, that's stupid, man. Don't waste your time paying off the debt. Just file bankruptcy, like make it go away. And then like, it just goes on from there. But it's pretty much like file bankruptcy. You'll make it go away and then start day trading stocks with me. And whatever, in a year, you're going to be rich. Bob is sitting there like ready to explode, there, like, waiting for that guy to leave so that he can be like, don't do what he said. Whatever you do, don't take that advice. But it was definitely like, if- it's like, how can I get this recorded and get this on Instagram somehow? Like, this is just too unbelievable. <laughs> like it was, un- yeah, it's just absolutely unbelievable. But the worst advice I've heard so far. File bankruptcy and day trade with me. Uh, yeah. you, you, wow. do, you do just want to follow those, those people almost around. Romantic. No. <laughs> almost romantic. Almost <laughs> romantic. I got the answer to your wow. problems. <laughs> I'm sweating in a sauna grunting. Oh <laughs> you should follow me. Day trade with me. Day trade. <laughs> Give it all up and day trade with me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I wish I had a story that was that great. Again, yeah. you had this one. You had like 30 seconds to come up with it. Not even. And yours is already ready to go. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. So mine is that like money managers know better than you. So just like give your money to a money manager and let them handle it. I like that And one. that was given to me by several people. And I almost did it. Like I got as close as like the meeting in the office. Ooh. They're they're reviewing like investment options of which there are th- like three or four, like o- only three or f- like, I think it was four option, like things that you can choose from. <laughs> and... Like I, I was just looking at this list of all these fees, like n- very few options or customization. Yeah. And I was like, is this the way people do it? Um, I was like, this feels like I didn't think this is what this would be like. Yeah. But they're just so confident, like so confident that they know what they're doing. So true. And yeah, I went to YouTube after that meeting and I was like is this how people do it and so then I was I actually this is, and this is before personal finance like before I got into this world and I found like a video of actually Paula Pant and Joe Salcihai oh yeah of them talking about index funds I was like oh my gosh this sounds more like what I thought it would be and that I like and it's a lot less expensive than what this guy is selling me. Yeah. 
And so I called the guy. I was like, hey, you can like manage my husband's portfolio, but like I'm going to go elsewhere. He's like, we actually don't do that. We manage as a couple. And I was like, okay, then we're both heading out. (laughs) 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 So, yeah. And I was, I just, I, I thought that's what you did. That's how you invest. You give your money to a person and they do it for you. Yeah. Um, And I have since learned that, uh, that that is wrong, that they don't know better than, than you. Yeah. You can make your own decisions. Yeah. 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 What about you, Linda? Do you have any steam room or ice bath stories? No, I don't have anything that's that good, but I do think some of the worst advice is you should get it. You deserve it. Because Mm. that just gets told. That's just, I I think that's an excuse for people to just be foolish with their money. And it's, you just don't deserve it. Like (laughs) we're living in a pretty blessed life and we don't really deserve other stuff just because we worked hard one day or. I don't think most people need to hear that. I mean, Jill might need to from what I recall. (laughs) You remember? That is true. But. Most people. But most people don't need to hear that. They need to hear like, it, it's okay to like, not let money burn a hole in your pocket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine's similar to that, Linda, kind of this idea of YOLO. I don't even know if people say that anymore. You only live once. <laughs> the kids saying YOLO? <laughs> yeah. People listening no, to this podcast but like, know the it. The grown adults are saying it because they used to yeah. say it as kids. Exactly yeah. right. But still living in that, I think this idea that it always is the last and, and this concept of oh, in one year from now, are you going to look back and even miss that $500? And it's like, well, maybe not. I won't necessarily remember that. But if that's the mindset that I'm going through life with, and I'm just blowing $500 on this vacation, $500 on that gadget, eventually that's going to make a big hole in the bucket. I think if I've planned for it, and this is something I really want to do, then that's great. I I can have the freedom to spend it. But this kind of constant rolling over of, oh, I won't miss it two years from now. That won't matter. Two years from now, that won't matter. But continuing to say that message to myself, like that's just, that's not going to be helpful long term. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that one. So now we've just given everybody the Berenstain Bears frugal friends experience. What not to do? (laughs) Yeah, some good, bad advice on the frugal (laughs) friends podcast today. So, Bob, Linda, we've talked a lot about your book. Where can people find that and find more from you? Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, I'm assuming they still sell it on Amazon. Last I checked, it's still up there. Should be able to find it anywhere. As long as Amazon still exists. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Simple Money Rich Life. We, uh, we're on Instagram at Seed Time, S-E-E-D-T-I-M-E. Mm-hmm. And that's our website as well, SeedTime.com. And um, yeah, and come say hi. We'd love Seed to hang time, out. Yeah, and send yeah. me a message. You have a great podcast too. If you want to hear about budgeting and why yeah. you should do We are podcasters budgeting. as well. Seed Time Money Podcast. Um, all the stuff. Lovely. Well, you thanks can be so found much everywhere. for joining Wow, us. even in the yeah, sauna, know, right? too. And I go in the Correcting sauna. bad advice. Check out, check out the local sauna. See what the financial advice they are doling <laughs> yeah. out in there. Yeah. That's let the us answer. know what it is. Things it. are being here. Things are simplifying things for us. Yeah. yeah thanks, thanks for having, having us. us, guys. We really appreciate it. It's mm-hmm. been fun. 
What a dynamic duo. They are so enjoyable to chat with. And Mm -hmm. I love the attainable, again, simple. I know we keep using that term, but it really is not just on brand for them, but lived out, practiced, preached, and makes this whole thing sound so much more exciting to engage with when we can keep it simple and we can find a life that's enjoyable and life-giving. Yeah. And so much of, I mean, obviously earning earning a living doing what you love seems to be a dream for a lot of people. But I think they do a great job in the book of of maybe giving low barrier to entry ways that maybe you can start your own thing, um, but also that it doesn't have to be your own thing, that you can be living your your passion, you can be happy at work, doing a nine to five working for someone else. Mm-hmm. There is a spectrum of ways that you can earn well, be happy, save well, give well and enjoy life. And so I just, I love that they are not just giving a step-by-step here's what to do, but just kind of an introduction to all of it with like simple frameworks. Yeah. And in different seasons of my life, I know, and there's permission for everyone else to find this, different things are important. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's the flexibility that's life-giving. Sometimes it's the earning that I'm really excited about. Sometimes it's the actual task or job. So we can find ourselves wherever on that spectrum. Mm -hmm. But I think ultimately that, that permission to not have to just drudge our way through it, but be able to find the where those convergences are. Something that I enjoy where the with a job that needs to be done. And if we're not finding ourselves in that currently, that's okay. But also to know that there's space and room to go after that as we discover and learn more and more about ourselves. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, Many of you know we have a private community where we do monthly money challenges and offer accountability groups. And we want to congratulate one of our members for a big win, Um, Tanaya. She says, my partner sprung a leak in his house. And because we're long haul truck drivers, the problem became a bigger problem quickly. Insurance, deductibles, quotes, contractors, the whole nine yards, and only five days home to handle it all. So the plumber found the problem, but it was not an easy fix. And they quote us $5,000. I pointed out the plumber clearly did not do their job when called out in April because it was the same company uh, and didn't do what he billed us for. And they should have found the same problem. So he took the entire price we had already paid and deducted it as a credit towards the work we needed to have done, which dropped the bill from $5,000 to $4,300. So Congratulations tonight for taking that initiative, pushing back a little and getting that discount that you deserved. Agreed. That's a big dent to remove about 680 off the bill. It's not taking advantage of him. He still got paid, but recognizing the job that should have happened and negotiating it lower. Well done. Mm hmm. So thanks for listening. If you want to check out our monthly challenge community, head to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash club. See what we've got coming up next. See you next time. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Siriani.
recently talking about more frugal fails have been surfacing in our conversations. I mean, they always come. I mean, they're a normal part of when you get creative, sometimes you fail creatively. So true. So that's like a normal part of my life. (laughs) Failing creatively. Failing creatively. Humorously. Trying to laugh at it. Yeah. What did you fail at? Did you fail at something? I did. I just told you the story and we were laughing. What the heck was it? We laughed about it. We were laughing and laughing. Wow. I feel like it was some sort of medical thing. Well, dang it. This is not a helpful ending show and I have no idea. I'll tell you what I laughed at so hard today. Tell me. So, um, we're going to this conference next week with some good friends, um, not Jill. And (laughs) (laughs) we need to highlight that. Yeah. One of my good friends, Allison, she, we were all looking at our profiles on this conference app and we're looking at some people had just ridiculous, like you could put what your title is, mm-hmm. like your your company and and your title. So I'm co-host Frugal Friends Podcast. Yeah. And one guy was tried to add me in his his actual like he had his his hand like social handles and his title was influencer. 405k Instagram, 65k TikTok, 17k LinkedIn. Blah, 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 blah. That was he just all of his numbers mm-hmm. were his title. And so we were laughing slightly about that and Allison's like, "Oh, I don't even know if I put a title." And so we looked to see what her title was. And she just put her email address in <laughs> for her title. And I was like, "And and she's I mean, she is somebody that you she she would not want to give her email address out willy-nilly because everyone will be emailing her. Uh-huh. And um I was like, girl, you have just given everyone Man. all twelve hundred of these people your email. That's amazing. I love I laughed a lot at that. I love how much like these simple forms where you would think this is cut and dry. First name, last name, title, company. And people are going to know how to fill it out. (laughs) You just get such a variety of answers and the information people want to give or don't want to give. Right. Some is done on purpose and is a creative fail. And then some things are just a fail. She's Mm. like, I think I just auto input everything. So I guess after your name, her phone just thought she wanted her email. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. If you just pl- so. press enter. Yeah. Well, so she did take her email off. and But I laughed probably a little more than I should. As I was like, you're going to get so many emails from people you don't want to hear from. At least it's better than phone calls. I'd rather have my email than my phone number. Oh, really? I'm too scared to call people. So I'd, I'll give my phone number out. It's... Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? 
And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday.